the top salesman. It was hard to make sales elsewhere. The 1930s were the years of economic depression. The stock market crash of 1929 had ruined many businesses. One area which opened up was dairy bars. The era of alcohol prohibition meant that they did good business. One of my clients, Ralph Sullivan, reduced costs with an ice milk product. He could sell a 16-ounce milkshake for a dime. Business boomed. Realizing this was an opportunity, I took the idea to Earl Prince. He owned ice cream parlors and agreed to test the idea. It worked and increased sales, which meant that he needed more cups. It was my biggest order, and I sold him five million cups a year. We talked about the plans he had to further improve his business. He was a mechanical engineer and developed a new machine. It sped up the production of milkshakes. Multimixer was the name he gave to it. It was a real innovation, and I showed it to managers at Lily Tulip. My suggestion was that they distribute it to their clients. To my amazement, they turned the idea down. It was an opportunity going begging. Could I make a success out of running my own business? I was 37 at the time and decided to take a risk. Earl Prince agreed to give me the marketing rights to the multi-mixer. By 1939, I had set up the Malta Mixer Company. My clients were soda fountain retailers, taverns, and restaurants. They could use the product to mix new drinks. A dusty road included cherry, orange curacao, and lime. Delicato was brandy, ice cream, and Kahlua. This gave the vendors higher profit margins on beverages. We changed our name to Prince Castle Sales. It all looked good, but then the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. The USA entered the Second World War. There was an embargo on the use of the copper we used in our multi-mixer. We had sales demands and no way to produce. To fill the gap, I worked with Harry Burke. He had a product that gave ice cream a sweeter taste. Added to ice milk, it was a cheaper version of ice cream. It helped our organization to survive. After the war, we were able to sell the multi-mixer again. It was popular, and we sold 9,000 units a year. My income went to $25,000 a year by the late 1940s. That was good money in those days. But competition hit the sales in the 1950s. Also, the soda fountains were on the decline. They had accounted for two-thirds of the multi-mixer sales. We looked for new products to sell, but could not find a winner. Maybe the answer was with my existing customers. The McDonald organization in San Bernardino, California, was one. When they ordered their ninth and tenth machines, I decided to visit them. What were they doing with all those multi-mixers? It was a long and costly flight, but it changed my life. The McDonald brothers were not in the soda business. They were fast food operators, selling hamburgers. Many customers also wanted a milkshake with their meal. It made me think about business strategy. Should I chase more of these fast food operators, or should I link with the McDonald brothers? They had a small franchise operation, and their agent was leaving. With my sales skills, I could make the franchise larger. The brothers, however, put conditions on the deal. They restricted the franchise fee to $950. The percentage to me was 1.4 out of the 1.9% of sales.
Looking back, that was not a good deal. The margins for servicing the business were too small, but I did not know that. Also, I thought the money was in the sale of multi-mixers. Then I thought again. Most franchisers would only buy two mixers. Normally, they lasted for ten years. The hamburger business had sales every day. There was an opportunity to replicate the franchise formula nationwide. I put the idea to the McDonald's, and they agreed if I managed it. On March 2, 1955, I formed McDonald Systems Incorporated. I opened the first restaurant with them in Des Plaines, Illinois, in 1955. Prior to this, the McDonald's had franchised eight others. It was a big decision to be a franchiser. The production and service for hamburgers stayed the same. The approach I used to franchise was different. The aim was to give franchisers incentives to succeed. That meant not weighing them down with a...